Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. T, and I'm here to give you the lowdown on Medicare Part D. I just want to share with you my honest perspectives and use plain language to break down Medicare Part D. By the end of this particular broadcast, you will have all the tools you need to select the best Medicare drug plan to fit your budget and your needs. So I have a couple of goals. First, I want to break down common terms used in Medicare, and I want you guys to understand how these definitions affect you. Next, I want to provide simple steps and specific instructions on what you should consider before you finalize your Medicare drug plan selection. And finally, the best way to get the most out of this broadcast is to make sure you have a complete list of the drugs that you're taking in front of you. Now, as a sidebar, <laughs> I already showed you guys the best way to create your medication list under the episode called Medication Confidence 101. If you need to, you can stop this broadcast right now. Feel free to go back and listen to that episode to make sure you have created your best current medication drug list, and then return to this episode for the lowdown on Medicare Part D. So like I mentioned before, of course, you'll need a pen and paper. You'll need to know how to hit pause and rewind as necessary. And you'll need your complete medication drug list, preferably the one we created together from the Medication Confidence episode. Finally, good people, shoot me an email and tell me how you're doing. I'm at Drugs and Kisses with Dr. T at gmail.com. That's D R U G S A N D K I S S E S W I T H D R T at gmail.com. Now let's do this. Okay, good people, let's begin. Medicare Part A is typically coined as your hospital coverage. This will include, but not limited to, home health, hospice, skilled nursing facility, long-term care facility, and of course, those hospital visits. Medicare Part B is typically referred to as your medical coverage, and that covers your medical visits, um, some drugs, and some DME, which is durable medical equipment. And that's medical equipment that you are prescribed by your doctor. You use it at home for a specific diagnosis. Again, this can include, but not limited to, canes, oxygen tanks, your diabetic monitor, as well as your nebulizer machines. Medicare Part D is your drug coverage. We'll, we're keeping it simple. D equals drugs, and that's where I come in. Medicare Advantage plans are combination plans. They're set up to include Medicare A and B and sometimes D and sometimes some other stuff. You just have to make sure you're looking really closely at the plans that you are evaluating. Medicare Advantage plans can also sometimes include dental coverage, um, hearing aids, and so on and so forth. You just have to do the research. And then you'll hear the term Medigap plans. And Medigap plans are exactly the way it sounds. So you will have Medicare coverage, A, B, and um, some other things covered. 
and then Medicaid, Medigap would pick up the gap in what Medicare is not going to pay for. So when you have your various copays involved, the Medigap plans will help pick up as part of supplemental insurance. It picks up some of that excess out-of-pocket costs to you. Now, some of the rules change with the Medigap plans. I mean, I know, for instance, if you turn 65 on or after January 1st, 2020, you don't qualify for any Medigap plans that will cover your Part B as involved deductible. So you want to pay attention when you do the research as to how much these different plans will cost you every month as far as the premiums go. And you want to pay attention to your out-of-pocket costs. So when you're done paying your premiums, you have to consider what else you'll have to pay for, what else is left over, what else is going to matter. And you have to consider not only um, if you're having a procedure or a surgery completed within that particular plan year, but you have to consider how much your medications are going to cost you every month. So I won't get lost in the details of Medicare. That's really a high-level overview. I That is probably the oversimplification of it all. I'm going to redirect you to the Medicare.gov website, as well as the Medicare phone number. So Medicare has a phone number. It's 1-800-MEDICARE. 1-800-MEDICARE is 1-800-633-4227. And that is a great resource to ask specific questions when it comes to Medicare. They should also be able to answer questions about your plan, put you in contact with new plans in your area, also direct you to possible state and local agencies to see if you qualify for extra help or financial assistance, which is especially important because our seniors are usually on a fixed income. If you have someone to help you navigate the Medicare.gov website, that is fantastic. They have a ton of definitions and explanations. Also, you can use the website to shop for plans in your area. You can actually go to the um, 2021 icon, put in your zip code, select an option of Medicare, uh, Medicare Advantage plans, or just specifically a drug plan. Answer the question specifically and find out what your total monthly costs in premiums would be every month for a particular plan. The website also has the phone numbers to each of the plans that are available in your area. So you can definitely call those plans and ask them to send you information. Now, let me break down the medication situation. Let me give you the part D low down. You guys have been shopping for plans. You've narrowed it down. You got your Part D formulary plan in front of you, the one you think you want to roll with. I get it. But let's talk about that decision. You should have your medication drug list in front of you of all the drugs that you're taking every month. You know, the one I told you to put together back in Medication Confidence 101. If you didn't do that, you want to go back and complete that. 
Pay close attention to this list now. You're on an inhaler. How many of the same inhaler do you need every month? Are you taking capsules of a medication or tablets of a medication? What's the strength of each medication you're taking? Pay close attention. All this stuff is getting ready to come into play. And if you look at your drug list, is your med even on there? Is it on there? If it's not, that's something to think about. When you're looking at how much these meds are going to cost you every month, the plan breakdown for the cost tier, cost sharing is usually a five-tier plan. You got tier one, two, three, four, and five. And the five is usually a specialty tier. We won't get into it. Um, Usually it's running about 25% to 33% the cost of the drug for 2021. And those meds are so usually super costly for chronic conditions that I really can't even touch them. You know, it's for people who are on injectables for rheumatoid arthritis or Crohn's disease or plaque psoriasis. I know you guys have seen the commercials, maybe some even cancer agents, whether they're given IV under the skin or you're taking them by mouth, some sickle cell medications that are taken by mouth. So those are going to be your tier five specialty tier drugs typically. And we won't get into those because that is so specialized. It speaks for themselves. Those folks are in a class by themselves. Nothing wrong with it. It's just the reality. But let's go with the one, two, three, four. All right. So tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. Tier one is typically usually the cheapest thing going, right? You're good. There's no reason to really dig into that. I don't see too many brands on that tier. Um, It's usually generics, but not all generics. Let's proceed. Now, tier two are going to be those non-preferred generic medications, which means these are generics that cost more than the ones that are going to be on tier one. How much more is going to depend on the plan you pick. And newsflash, you might find one or two brands in there. Now, don't get too excited. It's few and far between. And now tier three. Now, as you notice, as I go up in number, I go up in price. So tier three will be your preferred brand, a.k.a. preferred drug medications. And all the medications in tier three are not brand name. There are some higher cost generics in tier three. Yes, beloved. So you better make sure you pay close attention to where the medications you take every month fall on the drug plan. Tier four is going to be your non-preferred brand, AKA non-preferred drugs. And you'll find brand and generics in tier four as well. And tier four seems like that's going to be a little pricey for 2021. I mean, I'm seeing costs of tier four medications in upwards of 50% of the actual cost of the drug, which can be a pretty hefty ticket depending on what you're taking. So you want to be mindful when you're going through your Medicare Part D plan selection 
how much your meds are going to cost you. Now, here's the okie doke. I've seen capsules cost more than tablets of the same drug. I've seen one strength of the same medication have a different price than another strength of the same medication. Pay attention. Don't fall for the okie doke. And say, for instance, instead of needing 30 pills of a specific medication every month, you might need 180 pills of that specific medication every month. Newsflash, pay attention to the formulary that you're looking at because there may be a quantity limit on the medication you're taking every month. And just because you've been on it for 20 years does not mean that Medicare has to cover it. Trust me, I know. And also what you want to pay special attention to is does your medication require a prior authorization for 2021? Does it require step therapy? If it does, will these new rules be implemented on you for 2021? Meaning, will you be grandfathered in? Will your meds be covered without any problems next year? Or I'll be doggone it. You're going to have to go through the prior authorization process all over again to see if you can get your med covered. Now, prior authorization for a medication is basically the doctor submitting some information about you, medical information about you, and maybe some lab work, answering some specific questions to see if you qualify for the medication to be covered by Medicare. Um, if your doctor writes a long letter about why he's just the best of his field and he owns a hospital and he's the head CEO, diagnostic, developed, whatever operation, it's not going to all, that's not going to matter. He needs to stay focused or she needs to stay focused on why you need the drug. Step therapy medications, um, are just what they sound like. It's a step. You try the first medication and the second medication and maybe a third. And at that point, you've gone through a few other meds that don't work. So then they'll let you have the step therapy med. And that's called a step therapy exception. So for example, we'll just give examples. We'll throw something out there. Omeprazole is usually covered, right? It's It's for your GERD. It's for your stomach, your heartburn. Everybody knows a little bit of something about omeprazole. The brand name of it is Prilosec, if you don't know. Maybe you have to try that one before you're given pantoprazole. And pantoprazole is the generic name for protonics, and that's for your GERD, right? So on the formulary, it may say on the formulary that it requires step therapy. And you don't want to ignore that because you want to make sure that your meds are going to be covered next year, right? So make sure you get all these questions answered. Now, the best way to decide or figure out if your meds are going to be covered is to narrow down your plan choice, call those folks up and say, send me a print formulary because I need to make sure I'm not falling for the okie doke. I want to make sure everything is what it is before I sign on the dotted line for 2021. And then that way you can sit down with your medication list all the specifics I mentioned in this podcast 
and map out how much your drug costs are going to be every month. Now let's talk about some, what if you're looking at a drug plan and the medication that you're on is not even on the Part D plan? And you don't take a look to see if your plan changed. I caution you against not taking a look. That is called a non-formulary medication. It's not on your formulary. And just because you've been taking it for 20 years doesn't mean the Medicare is going to cover it. Trust me, I know. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. So your doctor can request what is called a non-formulary exception and send information in again about you, medical information, lab work, a reason why you need this medication over any of the alternatives that are on the drug list. And the plan can decide whether or not they're going to cover the medication. Hopefully, God willing, you'll get the medication covered. But let me put a plug in your ear. If you get the medication covered by the plan, you're going to pay a copay that will probably match the copay of your tier four non-preferred drug medications. And remember, I've told you, you heard it here, that some of those drugs are costing folks 50% a month. So if you are on a medication that costs $500 every month, and it's on the tier four on the drug plan you select, selected, you're going to pay $250 every month. And remember, I, you heard it here. There are some generics on that tier four. And those are not cheap generics. So I need you guys to pay some attention. Now let's talk about your pharmacy. Your drug costs can vary depending on the pharmacy you go to. So you want to make sure, are your meds going to cost you more money if you go to what's referred to as a non-preferred pharmacy? Or are they going to cost you the same regardless of what pharmacy you go to? You got to also ask yourself, if I go through mail order, will my meds be cheaper to get a 90-day supply through mail order than if I went ahead and went up the street to the other your neighborhood pharmacy? And some people... Take switching pharmacies real personal. Some people take switching medications real personal. And that's why I'm giving you the lowdown. I want to prepare you mentally. Take a deep breath. You can get through it. And I want to prepare your pocketbooks. Because everything I'm telling you is the truth. Another thing about this formulary situation some of you guys already have Medicare and you don't feel like thinking. You're like, oh God, I'm gonna just stay with the same plan for next year. I'm not about to deal with this. One, you are supposed to get letters normally 60 days ahead of any changes. And these letters, these letters inform you of whether or not your drug has changed. It's been removed from the formulary. It will give you alternatives that you may not wanna try. And it will tell you if the cost of the medication changed for 2021. So all this mail you're getting that you're probably throwing out, freeze. I need you to read all the letters that are coming in the mail. So you don't be upset with your local pharmacist 
come January 2021 when you go to get your refills. So I'm doing this to help out, help out my seniors, help out my people. I need you guys to take a look at this information that I'm laying out to you. Don't forget, these plans have 800 numbers and customer service representatives. They have online stuff. Get someone who knows how to look at this stuff online to help you out. Call up the plan and request your print formulary because the information is there. You just have to, you just have to look for it. And you want to be confident going into 2021 that you've made the best choice for you and your family. Now let's circle back. You may need gabapentin, 800 milligram tablets, 90 tablets every 30 days, right? But you look at the plan formulary and it's only covering 30 tablets every 30 days. You and or your doctor can request what's called a quantity limit exception. And that is basically saying, hey, drug plan, I need you to cover this. And then your doctor will submit lab work, medical information, whatever's required to fulfill your prescription every month. You can request it. There's no guarantee you'll get it, but you can request it. You heard it here. Okay, so now you're armed. You got all the equipment you need to look for your Medicare Part D drugs on your plan and figure out if that plan is still the best plan for you. Okay, good people. So let's talk about a few other terms you're going to hear that may be new for you. A Part D drug. A Part D eligible drug, in short, is a prescription drug available in the United States, approved and regulated and recognized by the FDA, period. Okay, so let's also talk about a medically accepted indication. That's going to be a term you want to understand. So I'm going to make it plain. A medically accepted indication basically means this drug was tested in this diagnosis, and we know it works in this diagnosis. So... I'm sorry if your doctor decided to use this drug in a different diagnosis that wasn't tested. Too bad, so said, it won't be covered. Now, the caveat. If you're on a medication that doesn't require prior authorization of any sort, no step therapy, no non-formulary exception, a quantity limit exception, you may not have to be worried about the term medically accepted indication. The doctor can write the prescription for the medication that's on your formulary and you're all good to go. However, if your doctor writes a prescription for a medication on the formulary and it requires a prior authorization and your doctor submits a diagnosis that isn't tested in that drug, Medicare can't cover it. It's just that simple. Medicare plans are restricted to very limited resources when it comes to evaluating whether or not a drug may be used in a specific diagnosis. 
period. Now, let's get into some of the Medicare exclusions. Again, now I'm still talking about Medicare law prohibits these Medicare plans from providing coverage for specific medications. And they have to abide by these rules, despite whatever the reason is why the medication might be prescribed. All right, here we go. You listening? Excluded medications include, but not limited to, over-the-counter drugs. Yeah, tough booby. I mean, like I already told you that a definition of a Part D drug, part of that is it requires a prescription. So that makes sense, right? All right, let's go back. Additional excluded medications include medications for cosmetic purpose. So for example, Botox for your wrinkles will not be covered. However, Botox for a medically accepted indication will be covered. All right. Medicare also will not cover medications for hair growth, medications that promote fertility, for symptomatic coughing cold, and that includes your pneumonia, and that includes your chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So whatever is causing this cough, the medication that the doctor writes for, like benzonitate to treat the cough, will not be covered by Part D plans. Now, let's also continue. Medications for anorexia, medications for weight loss and weight gain. So, I understand some patients may be obese and they're hoping to lose weight to save their life. I get it. But if your doctor writes for a weight loss drug and thinks Medicare is going to pay for it, I'm telling you now, they won't. Additionally, Medications for erectile dysfunction are not covered under Medicare Part D either. Again, I understand some men have gone through a lot. Um, They're also trying to hold their relationships together. I have heard it all. I also know that patients have um, prostate cancer surgery, which leaves them challenged in that area. But regardless of the reason, erectile dysfunction meds won't be covered by a Medicare Part D is in David drug plan. Also, vitamins and minerals aren't covered by Medicare Part D. Now, there are some vitamin D analogs that will be covered by Medicare Part D and some prenatal vitamins and some fluoride preparations. But let's go back. As far as the vitamin D analogs that will be covered by Medicare Part D, There won't be any prescription vitamin D drugs that contain vitamin D2 or vitamin D3. Those are simply just not going to be covered by Medicare Part D. So the vitamin D analogs are very specific um, and they have gone through the FDA approved process and they are to treat very specific conditions. Again, they meet the criteria of a medically accepted indication for a Part D drug. Now let's talk about another term you may hear in Medicare, which um, the term is protected class drugs. Yes, there are some drugs that are 
protected, meaning Medicare feels that it's best that you don't fool with these particular class of medications too much. Um, There's always exceptions to the rules, but I'm going to go ahead and list them just for your edification. Okay. All right. So protected class drugs would be immunosuppressants, antidepressants, antipsychotics, cancer and antineoplastic agents, anticonvulsants, which would be those medications used to treat seizure disorders, and antiretroviral drugs, which more commonly, if I say HIV drugs, you know what I'm talking about. But of course, there are other antiretroviral drugs that treat other viruses. And now I'm about to drop a bomb on you. Okay, everybody just pause. Compounds that contain powders are not considered Part D eligible. Yes. So I have a ton of women that are on different topical, vaginal, oral, hormone, compounded medications for one reason or another. They could have allergies. They could have tried everything else and nothing else works. They could be going through their own sexual dysfunction. And so they're doctor and this compound pharmacy came up with this formulation that works wonderful. But I'm telling you, it's not going to be covered by Medicare if it contains a a powder. It just won't. And again, this compound revelation is not limited to women and their hormone therapies. That's just the example that I'm using. So you could be on a topical compound for your psoriasis and the pharmacy could be mixing different creams together, but also throw in a powder. And some of the creams might be eligible for coverage under Medicare Part D, but the powder portion, the -the over-the-counter portion of whatever they're mixing in to make this compound for you, that will not be eligible for Part D. So you're probably going to need to request a prior authorization. And I want to make sure that you're prepared for what the outcome of that prior authorization request may be. And again, we're getting back into that non-formulary exception situation and the possible cost of something like that. So you definitely want to make sure you weigh your options and get your questions answered. So now I'm going to break down the difference between coverage gap and Medigap. Medigap plans are policies offered by private insurance companies that supplement your original Medicare benefit. Medigap has rules and restrictions as well. They're not going to cover everything. They won't cover your glasses. They won't cover dental, hearing aids, private duty nursing, as well as some other things. Medigap will also cost you an additional premium. So 
you must first carry Part A and Part B in Medicare in order to purchase a Medigap plan. Now, so your Medigap supplement plan will help in paying for those things that aren't covered by Part A and Part B, right? Skilled nursing facility costs, Part A hospital deductibles, and foreign travel emergencies. What the Medigap supplement will pay for after Medicare has paid their portion will depend upon the plan that you select. And again, it is a separate premium. So you want to make sure you look at all the fine print. You can have a Medigap plan or a Medicare Advantage plan, but you're not allowed to have both. And finally, here's the kicker. This gets missed. The cost of your Medigap plan, because it's allowed by private insurers, may depend upon your pre-existing conditions. Yes, you heard the term, pre-existing conditions. See, it's not a, ne a definite requirement. So these are some of the loopholes. Now, what I want to get you to understand is if you enroll in a Medigap plan within the first six months of you turning 65 and having enrollment in Medicare Part B is involved, then you can purchase a Medigap policy at the same cost as someone who is really healthy. But when you're shopping for a plan outside of that window, note that the cost is going to be contingent upon your pre-existing conditions. If your A and B has a premium, note to self, so will your Medigap plan. Medigap plans are no longer able or allowed to cover prescription drugs either. Okay, so now I'm about to break down the coverage gap, AKA donut hole. I remember when donut holes were a good thing. You can get them chocolate glazed, powdered, old fashioned. They used to be a really good thing. And now donut holes leave people questioning what just happened to my monthly budget. I get it. With your Medicare Part D plan, you're paying your premiums. You've been paying your co-pays. You hit a wall and people are telling you you're in the donut hole. All you know is that you went from paying 40 bucks a month for medication and now it's 140 bucks a month. So I'm about to do my best to super simplify what this is about. Okay, so... You buy a Medicare Part D plan. You're paying your co-pays for your medication. You pay your portion. The drug plan pays their portion. You're paying along until you hit the maximum spending limit of $4,130. That's the spending limit in 2021. Once you and your plan for your drug prescriptions reach $4,130, boop, 
you dip over into the coverage gap, AKA donut hole. In that donut hole, from $4,130 through $6,550, you're going to pay out of pocket for your drugs. Now, let me tell you how that breaks down. If you're on a brand medication, you're going to pay 25% of the cost of that brand medication, while the manufacturer pays 75% of the cost of the medication. Those two costs together do count toward you reaching $6,550. Now for generic medications, Medicare will pay 75% for the price of your generic drugs while you're in the coverage gap. And you will have to pay the remaining 25%. What that means is, this is 25% the cost of the drug. Additionally, if it's a generic drug, while you're in the gap phase, the coverage gap phase, only what you pay on that generic drug will go toward reaching that $6,550 threshold. Now, once you cross over that threshold, boop, you have entered the catastrophic coverage phase of your Medicare Part D drug plan, and those meds are really cheap for the rest of the benefit year. Now, the spending on your drugs that don't count toward these spending limits include the premiums for your Medicare Part D plan. Other spending that won't count would be anything you pay for over-the-counter medications, the small pharmacy dispensing fees that are attached to every prescription, and anything you pay for medications that aren't even covered that you may decide to pay for out-of-pocket. Yeah, that is the coverage gap at its simplest. Now for my final note, I cannot conclude this without talking about insulin. Woo, insulin cost went bananas and off the charts for 2020 and it erupted a controversy. So starting for 2021, there is a insulin savings Part D senior savings model that was set up by Medicare. You may pay no more than $35 for a 30-day supply of some insulin. Not all plans are participating in this Part D senior savings model. And also, not all insulins are included on this $35 a month list. So if you're on insulin 
and cost is a concern, then you need to make sure you do your homework and double check the Medicare Part D plans that you're reviewing. Okay? So they they are offering some type of relief, but you have to make sure if that relief applies to you. Wow. You know, I said a mouthful today. I know there's a lot to think about and to consider. I'm really hoping that all these tips help you. Um, Again, I can't stress enough. If you have additional questions, call 1-800-MEDICARE. Go to medicare.gov, medicare.gov. Additionally, if you're looking at these different plans, they all have a five-star rating attached to them. Five stars, meaning that this plan is like the best. They follow all the rules with Medicare. People are happy who are on the plan and they're really transparent and do do an excellent job communicating with their clients, their members, etc. Anything less than five stars, you need to take a look and see why they may be less than five stars. Now, in all truthfulness, it's kind of hard to get five stars in a plan, but trust me, it's doable. So when you're looking at the plans and you're asking about the stars, you want to see what may be affecting their star rating with Medicare. Hey, you know, when you're contracted with the government, rules apply. We all know. Don't forget. You know, you want to make sure that you are taking the right steps to consider the right plan for your Medicare drug plan selection. I wish you guys the best. And please don't forget, tell me how you're doing. Reach out to me, Dr. T, at drugs and kisses with Dr. T at gmail.com. Thank you. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of That's Why I Do Drugs. And now for a little housekeeping. Never disregard medical advice or delay seeking medical care because of anything you have heard on this podcast. This is not a substitute for a doctor's appointment or medical care. Consult a physician for any medical issues that you are experiencing. Do not discontinue, start, or restart any medication or herbal supplements without first consulting with your physician. Remember, your prescriber has all of your medical records, and I do not. Additionally, the information I provide should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to expert witness testimony. Regardless of how much research goes into this segment, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or clinical opinions shared on this podcast. Keep in mind that pharmacy, medicine, and healthcare are constantly evolving. COVID-19 is your best example of that fact. Drugs and Kisses LLC is registered and owned and operated by me. My primary goal is to empower you with enough information so your doctor's appointments become two-way conversations and so that you can be more careful and comfortable taking your prescribed medication. I do not currently receive any compensation from any pharmaceutical companies.
Okay, good people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Drugs and Kisses with Dr. T. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share this podcast with your family and friends. I'm giving it to you straight about your medications while offering you a dose of me on the side. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Drugs and Kisses with Dr. T. It's D-R-U-G-S-A-N-D-K-I-S-S-E-S-W-I-T-H-D-R-T. I'm using my Instagram to keep it fun, relevant, and informative. Again, thank you so much for joining me. XOXO, Dr. T.